0: Welcome to another Wrestling Inc. Dot .coms. that's right, Wrestling Perspective Podcast. I'm Dennis Farrell. He's Petey Williams. What's up, bud?
1: Oh, Dennis. Uh, good morning, man. How you doing?
0: It's been a rough morning. This is like the third time yeah. we've taped the beginning and we still didn't get right, but we're throwing caution to the wind and we're going to keep recording.
1: Hey, man, We, I've been a part of many promos. You got to remember, I used to team with Steiner, <laughs> and it's just like stumbling over words left and right and... You know, whatever, man. (laughs) It is what it is. Is it contagious? Yeah. Once once you have one mess up, like you might get through a whole promo. Like, say you got like a a a long promo, a long promo in pro wrestling would be like a minute and a half, like a backstage one, that's non in ring. And uh, you know, like you you might be able to get through like the first minute flawless, like it's a great promo, and then you just stumble on the last little bit, and you're like, all right, you know, let's do it again. The director says, and then. And then it just, you know, you keep messing up, you keep messing up, and, you know, you end up messing up uh, sooner and sooner into the promo where you're just like, all right, we need to take a break or something. And it, it just, it's like that. It happens.
0: How was your weekend?
1: Um, you know, it was uh, it was interesting. I, uh, I, I wrestled for the first time in three years, believe it or not.
0: And, and how was that? Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of pissed off at you.
1: What, why?
0: Well, hold on. Why are you pissed off? Let me paint a story for those people at home. I get a call. I don't know. What was it? Friday from you or, or text? Yeah. You good with – yeah, it was Friday. You good with computers. I'm like, sure, I am. Let me call you. And I call you and you're like, hey, I need some pictures. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to do this show and I just want to try to sell something. What, what can you do? All right. Wh- when do you need the pictures by? Sunday. All right. So – I get home late Friday night, which doesn't mean I, I don't really get started until Saturday morning. And God bless my wife for helping me. She she did a lot of the legwork. I'm not even gonna lie to you, Petey. We Oh I know
1: I know it wasn't you, so I mean, you know, thank you to your wife.
0: Yeah. So we we power through it. We have to buy like this program to switch because apparently you take crappy pictures, Petey. I'm not even gonna lie to you.
1: Uh, no, I don't take crappy pictures. People that take pictures of me take crappy pictures.
0: Either way, I'm going to blame it on you for this story. All
1: right,
0: all right, go. We we finally buy this program that converts regular pictures into high-def pictures, and then we send it off to our local little store via email to have them print it off. We, we pay to have them printed off. You and I both drive 30 minutes out of our way to meet, which was a blast, by the way, in the seedy bowling alley, which... <laughs> Which reminded me of, like, 1992 when your folks would drag you to the bowling alley, but you can't drink or party, so you and the other kids get up to shenanigans.
1: Dude, and that was a shot in the dark. I just picked that, like, I, like, pretty much, I, I threw a dart at the map, and I was like, hey, we're meeting there, and, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I got good luck.
0: No, you have bad luck, because I get there, I order a beer, and you're like, hey, I found B-dubs, I'm here now. I'm like, hey, Jackleg, remember that time you told me to meet you at the bowling alley?
1: Hey, I figured you haven't even left yet. I mean, I was kind of, like, on time early, and I, I didn't know if, like, you were still in your car. So I was just trying to figure something closer off the highway.
0: mm mm So we get there. You you have a diet because you're not allowed to drink with the diet you're on. Uh, yeah. I, I have a beer or two. We're sitting there. We shoot the shit. We met at, like, I don't know, 530. It's, like, 1030. And all we did was sit and talk. We just had a blast. Uh, to me... <laughs> That was the one of the best nights I've had in a long time because it was just nothing but hanging out.
1: Yeah, no, it was a good time. My wife even texted me. She's like, "Are, are, are you okay?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm on my way home now." Like, I just, <laughs> you know, we just lost track of time. That's what happens. You know? Yeah. So I give you
0: the pictures, and then I'm like, I don't know. Monday morning, I send you a text. I'm curious. I'm like, did, did, you know, how was the fan reaction? Did you sell a lot? I'm like, hey, uh, how was it? Did did the fans like the pictures? The text I get back is like, "Yeah, I forgot them."
1: Hey, so I apologize for that mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a Canadian, Canadian, so I have to say what at least seven I'm sorrys. I think this is the eighth one, so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that. And uh, yeah, but you know, I I don't like to blame things on other people, but my uh, <laughs> I had them set right where right where I needed them to be before I left, and then my wife decided, you know, she was going to tidy up a little bit in that area. And then she moved the pictures underneath some, like one of my hats and stuff like that. And I, I totally forgot the pictures. Um, and uh, but you know what? I mean, I'll just you know what that means, right? No. You know what that means?
0: You'll use I'm them. gonna
1: have to wrestle another show so I can sell those pictures. That's all it means. <laughs> Darn, I mean, right? that's, that's that's my strict purpose of wrestling another show to appease you and sell those pictures.
0: I'm I'm glad you have. Your priorities down straight so so let's (laughs) talk about this show because you refuse to tell me you're like let's save it for the podcast so i don't know anything about how it went i kind of know the talk before leading up but you gave me a little insight to who some of the players in this game were and and some of the promoters and what yeah stuff like that so how was it
1: um it was good so on on friday i'm I'm working out at the gym and uh you know i the the place i had my very last match at it was a local wrestling promotion called xicw the guy that books the show his wrestling name is called dba um his real name is malcolm and uh, i just texted him i saw he's having a show on sunday and i'm like ah you know what maybe i should get back in the ring so i i just shot him a text i'm like hey bro i'm like you got uh, you got a spot for me on the show on sunday and he's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over budget, but for you, yeah, I got a spot for you. And I, I said to him, like, dude, when is a wrestling show ever under budget? And he's like, uh, n- never pretty much. So, I mean, you're always over budget on wrestling shows. And, uh, so, you know, he's like, I'm going to put you up against Zach Gowan. So for those that don't know, Zach Gowan used to wrestle for WWE. He has one leg. That's his, you know, claim to fame. And, uh, you know, he's beat the big show. He's wrestled Vince McMahon on pay-per-view. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now, I'm kind of uneasy. I've wrestled Zach before, okay? It's been no problem. But when you wrestle Zach, you have to wrestle a Zach-Gowan match because, you know, Zach can't do a lot of the things that, you know, wrestlers with two legs can do. Like, he can't run ropes, you know? So, so you're, you have to think a little bit harder psychology-wise, mm-hmm. and you got to – there's certain things he just can't do physically so i so first it's a double whammy i haven't been in the ring in three years so i've already got a bunch of ring rusts on me and then you got i'm wrestling zach gallon one-legged where now i have to kind of not just have a regular standard match but i have to kind of have that that type of uh i gotta think a little bit harder and have that zach gallon type of match but uh you know and i'm like okay you know i'll just i told zach i said i haven't done this in three years man let's you know you tell me you tell me what you want to do because it's always easier and i talked about this on the podcast before it's always easier when you let zach call his match because he knows his limitations so he'll he'll tell you what he can and can't do so i I let him call it and he's asking me for my advice i'm like listen zach just just tell me what you want to do i haven't done this in three years and uh did that worry him what what's that
0: did that worry him like i'm getting in the ring with a a rusty pd williams
1: no, Zach. Zach's so professional, and I think that's why Malcolm put me in the ring with Zach because, uh, he, like, he's professional. Like, he 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 he's the type of guy that can have a match with anybody with two legs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because he he has he, he knows his match. He knows his limitations. He doesn't try to, you know, uh, outstretch himself or anything like that. But he, he was fine. And I told me, I said, you know, you're gonna have to carry me, bro. And you know, he, he laughs and it, he he's totally professional. He's fine. He knows you know, and he's like, you'll be fine.
0: Did you send, uh, did you send him a text beforehand or is this all like that's that day?
1: That day. Like, uh, Malcolm, uh, you know, didn't, uh, advertise it that I would be there. Um, he said he didn't even tell the boys that I was good. He was working the boys too. And I'm like, all right. But they see me show up and, uh, uh, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I guess PD's on the show, but I've, I've hung out at shows before, but they saw me carrying my, uh, my roller bag and stuff. And, uh, you had
0: your fanny pack
1: um, uh no but you know what fanny backs are coming back i saw a couple dudes wearing those so i kind of want to bring mine back i got rid of mine in like 2000 and i don't know five or something like that i carried one for a few years way too late uh, in life
0: to give it up by the way
1: <laughs> i want to bring it back but uh so yeah yeah so i'm talking with zach and then um you know, he, he actually wants to do a lot in the match, more so than I, I was expecting to do, you know, because I'm letting him know it's been three years, dude. I just want to have, like, get my feet wet, make sure I get my footing down, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm doing stuff like I've never done before, usually. So I, usually when I'm, I'm working a match, um, you know, I'm not the base, meaning that I'm not the guy posting. because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm usually the smaller dude. I'm wrestling bigger dudes. And usually they're they're throwing me around. I'm not usually picking them up and, You know, letting them give me, uh, you know, high-flying moves where I got to post for them. So, I'm not the base. But with Zach, I have to be the base. So, I'm never the base. And now I got to be the base with Zach Gowan, which is fine, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm doing, like, I've never done a satellite DDT before, and we did a satellite DDT. I mean, so, I was doing new things that I've never really done before, even though it was my first match back. But it it was good. Um, The crowd reaction was a little it was odd because I, I zach goes out first and then i come out then they announce me as i'm coming out and people it was a delayed reaction because i think people were like whoa wait a second that why why is Petey here he doesn't wrestle anymore oh oh my god he, he's wrestling and, and then they get excited so it was like a like a five second delay because they didn't realize like wait this no that can't be oh it is okay so I, that was kind of, that was kind of, odd, I guess. And, no. Uh, you know, we, we do the match, and you know, it turns out all good. And uh, I didn't tell, uh, um, I didn't really tell anybody. I was, I was, going to be wrestling on the show, like any of my friends and stuff like that. And but Damore ended up being there because Demore, um, you know, Johnny Devine was there. Johnny Devine's the head instructor at Damore's School. And then uh, there's this guy from TNA that's from India that TNA had signed. Um, I can't remember his name. It's an Indian name. And uh, so he was on the show too. So Damore was going there to check him out because that's kind of like Damore's uh, you know, – Damore kind of trains him. And so Damore shows up. He's like, why didn't you tell me you were on the show? And I'm like, dude, this is my first match back. I'm like, just in case I, like, stink it up in there, I don't want you to see it, you know? And he's like, ah, you know, whatever. And he said I, I – I, I, I look good in the ring and stuff like that, and, you know, uh, my fitness level and, you know, my, my build and all that stuff look good, so, uh, yeah, I, I was happy with everything. My kids, my kids have never seen me watch uh, wrestle live before, and the uh, well, last time I wrestled, I had one kid, now I got three, and now uh, two of them came in. You know, it was just hilarious seeing their face and their uh, their dad doing what he does, so it was all in all
0: What did they say afterwards? A good
1: day. Um, well, my, my wife was there and she was telling me that, uh, you know, well, first Zach comes out, then I come out and then my wife has to explain, well, the kids asked are like, Whoa, why does Zach only have one leg? And my wife did it like a really good job and said, you know, well, Zach's special, he has one leg, but he can, you know, do everything that people with two legs can do. And that was it. My kids didn't ask any more questions. So that's great. You know, you kind of, you know, when kids kind of stare at things that they don't understand or have seen before. So that that totally cut it off and they were totally okay with it. So that was great. And then, um, we had it. So Zach's, you know, started, um, you know, he, he jumped me kind of, and he started beating me up. And then my wife said my daughter's face, it looked like she was about to cry and she's like, Oh man, she's going to cry. We're going to have to take her out of the building and stuff. But then right away she was like, "Get him, daddy, get him!" So <laughs> I mean, it it was uh, it was pretty good, man. It was it was good.
0: Nice. And, and you look, did you did you do the destroyer?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've given Zach the destroyer before.
0: How how um, did, did it feel look? though? First one in three years.
1: Um, well, I didn't do. See, I gotta I gotta do a variation of it with Zach. Um, just because having one leg and Zach's a tall dude, you know, he's like. Uh, at least six foot, he might be six one, I don't know, but he's up there. So, you know, you got to bend over and and go between my legs. And for Zach with one leg, it's, it's hard for him to, to bend over Mm -hmm. and then base base for that. So, you know, I have to do it. Uh, I sit on the top rope and he, and my feet are on the second. So that way he doesn't have to bend this far over. And then I can, you know, execute the maneuver there. And, uh, It it felt good. It felt totally fine. Like I've done it like a million times, which I have. And uh, what was good is they had before the match. So before the match, Malcolm has the um, whatever you want to call it, the locker room speech, you know, kind of like, you know, this is what's going on and all this kind of stuff. And uh, all the boys are there. And it's no it's no secret. It seems like everybody now does a Canadian destroyer. Every show, you're going to see a Canadian Destroyer. Um, So Malcolm said, he's like, hey, actually, Zach said it. He says, hey, Petey Williams is on the show today. So let's keep uh, the Canadian Destroyers uh, limited, meaning zero. And uh, because I think, like, there's a bunch of wrestlers on the show that do the Canadian Destroyers. So uh, that that was one thing. So it's good that uh, I'm coming back. Hopefully, I could take my move back.
0: I think and, that's, uh, that, that should be your mantra, taking my move back.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And a lot of the boys have said that. They're like, you know, I think your gimmick should be, you know, bitter Petey Williams. Yeah. Like about how you're, you're, the move was stolen and stuff. Like, I'm still working on it, but I, I think it's a good storyline. It's an easy storyline, especially on the independent scene. I mean, it's something people can relate to. And,
0: um, and you have a reason to come back and a reason to fight people. You only fight people that have done the Canadian Destroyer.
1: Yeah, I I like it. Why not?
0: See, uh, man. So uh, did you stay meet and greets anything like that? How was the crowd reaction?
1: Um, so uh, I I didn't really do any meet and greets because I wasn't expecting my family to go there, mm-hmm. like my wife and kids. So, uh, um, I, I hung out with them during the meet and greet time or the intermission, I should say. Um, just because I my match was right before intermission so I wanted to say hi to them and all that and then I wanted to catch up with the because I haven't seen him in 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 years uh you know and a lot of the boys and stuff like that so it was just like kind of like me getting reacclimated to everything so I didn't really do a meet and greet or anything like that did you talk to any fans oh yeah yeah because I was out in the lobby with my kids and they were coming up to me and you know asking for autographs and uh you know at the end of the match people were like you know like please come back that kind of thing and i'm like yeah we'll see you know like you never know what's gonna happen
0: let me ask you a silly question because i'm deep down inside i know what the answer will probably be zero how many people have said they've heard the podcast
1: um zero it's okay well i mean it's okay like, on Sunday when I wrestled, yeah. nobody had mentioned the podcast.
0: Those sons um, of... Uh, mm.
1: I know, but I, I didn't really have long conversations with the fans. Like, the fans saw that I was with my family. They came up to me, asked for an autograph, picture, whatever. You know, good to see you back. PD. hope you come back. That's it. It was very, very informal, I guess you could say, or very quick, very abrupt. So, um, you know, and people respect that. Wrestling fans are usually good. Like, oh, you know, he's busy. But I also do them the, the the favor of like yeah I'll give you an autograph no problem like no big deal.
0: <laughs> okay, okay I didn't know if it because I've had a couple people come up and say they've heard the podcast in some of the weirdest situations too and it, it it's it's kind of weird because you and I do this and then you know occasionally we'll see the numbers and we're blown away by the people that listen. By the way, guys, thank you for listening. More people listen to this podcast than I ever thought really would. Let's be honest with ourselves.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, we're great, greatly appreciate it to everybody that listens.
0: It, the best part was, uh, I think Friday night when we're sitting there shooting a shooting it at, at this bar, and we and I started telling you about all the wrestlers that have podcasts, and it blew your mind. And I don't even think it, we yeah we even touched the surface of guys who have them.
1: Yeah, we just started, like, you know, bringing up guys' names. You're like, oh, by the way, he has a podcast, and then he has a podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm like who doesn't have a podcast anymore?
0: Ah, uh, man. You know who I really would love to see get a podcast? Who's that? Colt Cabana. <laughs> I, I think he uh, would do good on one.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, he, he might. I I don't know if he has what it takes to do a podcast, though. So, but, you know, I'll suggest it to him next time I see him.
0: Oh, good, good. Let's let's ease into a little current wrestling. Um by now, you and everybody around the world has heard the paternity test of uh, uh, Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan, which might not be. And I think I made the joke that this will delay Jason Jordan's arrival in TNA by six months.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I, here's my thoughts. Um, everybody knows that it's not really a son. So, I mean... What? I know. And we've already talked about this. Like, everybody knows wrestling's predetermined, all right? But, you know, we, we suspend our belief for a certain period of time, only to a certain extent. So now we're, uh, we're asking the fans to extend our disbelief to a fir- even further extent. And I don't know if they buy into it. Um, I, on the other hand, sometimes... Just as a change of pace, because it seems like everything up and down on all the wrestling shows is, you know, people are trying to, like, uh, shoot, like, on the mic on each other, like, kind of do, like, insider lingo and, like, what's going on in their real life and stuff like that. And, like, have, you know, hard-hitting matches and all that stuff. So, it always seems kind of the same across the board. So, when they throw in a goofy storyline, and by goofy, I mean, like, obviously, like, so, such a tall tale. When they throw in a goofy storyline like that, it's, it's kind of like a a breath of fresh air, because you're like, you know it's goofy. You know it's, like, so out of this world that, okay, let's see where they go with this. I, I'm I'm intrigued. Just because it's so different. Like, remember when they did the, um, before Chris Benoit passed, they had uh, uh, Vince McMahon murder storyline, who murdered Vince McMahon? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, obviously Vince McMahon's not dead. But I'm like, I'm intrigued. Let's see where they're going to go with the storyline. You know, they're going to do a who done it type deal, and who knows where this is going to lead. So, sometimes i like these storylines i don't i wouldn't like it if there was a bunch of these ridiculous storylines across the board but since there's only one going on right now i'm like yeah let's see where it goes everybody's talking about it any press is a uh, good press right so hopefully you know they do something well with it. it it might like you know totally fall on its face that's a great probably a good possibility but who knows
0: were you ever approached, or knew somebody that you worked with that was approached for an angle like that?
1: Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, not that, not that I could think of off the top of my head. Like T- TNA didn't really do any. Well, I mean, they did goofy angles, but they were <laughs> just like more gimmicky matches.
0: Okay.
1: Like, let, let's make up this match that totally it's going to take like five minutes to explain to the fans. They were like notorious for that. Um, but I don't think, it, cause the TNA's done things that are like pretty real. Like when, um, Jeff Jarrett ended up being with, uh, you know, Kurt Angle's ex-wife. And then they made a whole storyline out of that. That was, you know, um, th- that was a legit storyline. So, mm-hmm. and they just took it to television. So TNA tries to do that whenever they can. Um, I mean, the goofiest one, obviously, is um, the abyss, Joseph Park. Like, (laughs) how anybody would think that they're not the same person, that's ridiculous. Um, But it works, you know? It works. You know,
0: and another thing I was going to ask you, uh, we all know who Alex Riley is. He did an interview where he kind of talked about the rumors that John Cena had him fired and stuff like this and I didn't know too much about the situation and you can go google it if you don't he was on the two-man power trip podcast my question to you is in a locker room have you do you know of an and I know that you're not a, a talker like this and you probably you will be very diplomatic and I don't blame you but have were you ever aware of a situation where you knew one wrestler got another one fired? or Mm. or tried uh and this is putting you on the spot so it's not very fair to you so if you want to you know plead the fifth and tap out i don't blame you
1: um no i'm just trying to think if there was ever a situation like that in that i knew of anyways of the impact days um not that i know i just know that when when it first came out with the jeff kurt angle thing Mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah, it was the Jeff Kurt Angle thing. They had um, they had a security guard. I don't even know if it was a security guard. Just a guy with a walkie-talkie, we'll say, with each of those three individuals, Karen, Jeff, and, uh, and Kurt. And they had to continuously communicate with each other of where they were like, okay, I'm at soundstage. Uh, I'm right out front of soundstage 23 right now. Okay. Uh, I'm in the production office. Okay. I, just so they didn't all run into each other. Cause there was so much heat going on, which is, you know, obviously probably squash. Now they've worked each other and stuff like that and everybody came out alive. So, and it's uh, all good to go. But um, you know, that, that was legit. Like I, I'm sure it was, it was Jeff's company. Kurt worked there. Jeff, you know, if he was bitter, which he had no reason to be, he could have probably got, he could have probably fired Kurt. But you know, I mean, that's not that's that's not professional. Now,
0: h- h- hang on a second, because I'll be honest. I-, I I knew of the situation, which, if you're not aware, I believe Kurt Angle' le- wife left for Jeff Jarrett, right?
1: Um, I don't know if she left for him, or if she left him,
0: and then ended and up, then,
1: and then ended up with Jeff. I, I don't know. Like I can't, anything I would say would be totally false or rumors or just what I believe. What? Um,
0: Let me ask you this because, and not so much that situation, but what was maybe the reaction or the vibe in the locker room as this situation was going down? Was the locker room divided? Like there's this group that were Kurt Angle guys, this group that was Jeff Jarrett. Was there tension? amongst the guys in the locker room based off that
1: um there was I don't think it was divided but I think it was like just something that you just don't talk about like (laughs) everybody knew what was going on obviously and I don't know how it, it 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 leaked out um I I knew about it before it hit the internet I know that because I was I was working there And I can't, I I honestly can't remember who told me, but, you know, obviously one of the boys told me because he probably heard it from one of the other boys who heard it from somebody else who probably is close to Jeff or just saw the situation or whatever. Um, But I don't think it was just something you didn't talk about. Like you didn't just go up to Kurt and be like, Hey Kurt, man, are you okay? Like uh, I heard what happened. Like there was none of that. Like at all. It just, you just didn't, you just pretend it wasn't happening. That's what it was like. So, yeah, there was tension like that in the locker room, um, but you just wouldn't bring it up. Ugh,
0: that, that's got to be a weird situation.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I would think so.
0: Mm. Uh, Man, let's see here. We're going to have to wrap this podcast up early, not just a second. This week's Raw Smackdown, what would you think?
1: Um, I didn't end up watching it, but... Uh, you know, I heard I heard about uh Finn getting that guitar shot over his head and, in the gas. All that Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of I uh, I don't know like it wasn't really his head. It looked like uh,
0: Elias hit him kind of in the shoulder neck area like he missed.
1: Yeah, like well, I he hit it with the uh, obviously it's a gimmick guitar. Like of course. The, the way they build them is uh they're like, hollow. It, it's not a, it's not a real like guitar material. Um and I've been at events, too, where people have brought... Like, I've been with Jeff Jarrett. And, you know, everybody wants to see Jeff Jarrett do the guitar shot. So I've been on indie shows with Jeff like that. And then they'll hand Jeff a real guitar, and he's like, really, bro? He's like, I cannot... Um, I'll kill him. Hit, yeah, exactly. It, it won't break, and it'll probably, like, make him Like, bust them off big time. So I remember one time they didn't have a gimmick guitar. But what they had to do was... Uh, um, Like, on the back of it, not where the strings are, they had to, like with a saw or or whatever they had to cut slits in it to make it like loose enough so it would actually at least break and then they usually put baby powder in it too so that's why it makes that big smoke Ah, I bet you didn't know that right I didn't. yeah so i don't know i didn't get to see it on raw i just saw like finn's head like he hit him with the bridge of it um like the edge of it like right on his his head so he kind of like got him in the shoulder i don't know if he was aiming for the head if he was aiming for the shoulder i have no idea i don't know if he's ever done a guitar shot like that before. Um, but, you know, it, it looked it looked pretty dangerous. I mean, I, I say you leave the guitar shots up to Jeff.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, man, yeah, other than that, in the Jason Jordan announcement, which I kind of thought was, you thought it was refreshing. I thought it was lame just because of the buildup. Like, this could ruin my career. Everybody's going to hate me. Like, dude, something from your college days came up. Like, the worst thing that can happen is... You know, WWE is mad because of the nepotism rule or something where, you know? Um, yeah. I, I thought he overplayed the dramatics where if he would have played it a little less, like, everybody's going to hate me, I could lose my job. I, I would have bought a little more in, like, oh man, something from my past is coming back. You, you know?
1: Yeah, no, they could have, they could have did it differently. Like, I'm in a authoritative position and this can, uh, uh, put a blemish on my uh, whatever yeah I mean, they, they could have did it way different um and it, it did seem kind of rushed i mean i, I know they, they they planted the seed a while ago with the the text messages with Corey graves and stuff but then it just seems like the raw right before he's like oh man okay i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, announce this next week and then like that 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 was it like i i i don't know maybe they could have said like i i don't know if i should announce it next week then he goes out there and then right before the reveal of Jason Jordan, somebody else comes out before we even know what's going on, and they don't allow Kurt to to reveal it, just maybe to build it up some more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it just it felt too rushed to me a little bit.
0: Yeah, they didn't really take the opportunity to play it out. You know, what was it? Who could it be? I love the yeah. timing of it to the point where everybody thought it was something to do with Dixie Carter. I thought that was a genius. Yeah, and yeah
1: I, I think everybody did, yeah.
0: And, and it wasn't her, which was good. I, I wasn't mad. A lot of people were kind of upset it wasn't Dixie. I didn't that, – that didn't bother me one bit.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, they could have did something, and I don't know how they would have done it. But uh, remember when Vince McMahon was doing that uh, angle where he had an illegitimate son? Yep. And then at one point, this was great because I think everybody wanted it to be Ken Anderson.
0: And that was That's who everybody was wanted. supposed to be. And I then think. they had
1: a little stare-off. like they just walked like past each other backstage and like kind of looked each other up and down like, all right. And then they kept walking like the crowd loved that thing. Just like a silent moment where they're like, oh, my God, is it really going to happen? And then it didn't. It was Hornswoggle. It was a total at at least like we didn't get that angle out of it because that was a total like it was so built up. They're like swaggle And it's like, all right, this is a big joke. Kind of like Mae Young's pregnancy when she gave birth to a hand. It's like, all right, this is a joke. So at least they didn't make a joke out of it
0: you you're right about that and other than yeah. that i thought smackdown was lame it was it was not very good um y- you know if if you miss this one it's okay uh don't don't hurt yourself going to watch it there wasn't much they brought down the pujami prison at the very top of the show and did nothing exciting with it uh other than that you you, you Naomi, why does Naomi not have another pay-per-view match? I mean, it just seems like—is she hurt, and they're trying to protect her, or just nothing really for her? Because uh, to me, I think the women's division and the cruiserweights need to be on both shows.
1: Yeah. Um, well, speaking of cruiserweights, I heard um, when they had their cruiserweight match that they didn't have the purple ropes on Raw.
0: Well, I didn't see. it. I didn't pay attention. I hope not. That would be great.
1: Yeah, like Tizawa and I. Don't, I don't remember who he worked. I, I think uh, Davari.
0: I don't. I I don't remember. Yeah. That's how memorable it was.
1: I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I heard there was no purple ropes. Rope. So I'm I'm happy about that because then it just kind of, okay, they're they're mixed into the show now. This is great, and you know I, I like that they're trying to. You know they got Titus in there. I like that they're trying to like kind of mesh them all together. Um, And they did that in WCW, and it worked. So, um, you know, why not do it again?
0: Is there a place online we can see your match from Sunday? Uh, uh, No, I'm guessing. Probably not?
1: Probably not. I know that uh, XICW, this company, they run, like, uh, at least once a month. They run twice a month, and I know they sell their DVDs. So, you know, knowing Malcolm, I know he probably won't put that online because you'll want people to buy the DVD for it. Um, yeah, you know, making money. I understand that from a promoter's perspective.
0: All right, all right. What else? Anything else interesting that you want to touch on real quick while we got about four minutes here?
1: Um, geez. I, know. Put I, I, you I don't know. I'm, I'm just, uh, now that I'm getting back into it, it seems like I got uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be, and I talked to you about this, like I don't know the longevity of this, this time around so uh, you know just take it for what it is you know if you have the uh, the opportunity to see me at a live event that's coming your way take it because it might be the last time. I never had a, a farewell tour like I remember when Jerry Lynn retired he had a, like a farewell tour so they knew like okay he's gonna be coming around in these areas so the next six months he has all these bookings come see Jerry Lynn it's gonna be the last time you see him. Um, I never had that I just kind of announced my retirement like a week before I retired and people weren't like oh man you know i should have went to that show and saw pd before he retired you know if that's what you wanted to do um so yeah i mean if you see me coming up on one of the shows around the area you know take the opportunity to to you know come by see me and let me know if you listen to the podcast because i like to hear that and uh, you know i'll make sure i you know mention you on the podcast that you know, I ran into you and all that kind of stuff.
0: Don't make promise. I know your memory, Petey. You're gonna have to. Yeah. Ri- you're gonna if ha- I remember. Yeah, you're gonna have to write down like every person's name because I I know you. You can't remember pictures to make money. You're not gonna rem. <laughs> you're not gonna remember Joe Anderson out of West Virginia who wanted you to say hi.
1: Um,
0: no offense, Joe Anderson.
1: I, of- I, I I would. I might not remember his name, but I would probably remember like, hey, yeah, I. I- saw this one guy and uh you know he listens to our podcast and i asked him what his favorite parts were and he said definitely not dennis and i remembered that Ah,
0: words hurt (laughs) words hurt um let's send this home with a little bit of promoting pd if people want to talk to you find out more about your shows what's upcoming if there's i don't know anything special coming on the horizons how could
1: people follow you um on twitter at ipdwilliams, williams and uh you know i i, I logged on to my facebook the other day for the first time in however long so you can find me on facebook i'm gonna try to uh continuously log into that
0: there you go you can follow me on twitter at dennis seven seven feral you can send me a facebook friend request i'll i'll accept it i'm no pd williams but you know i'm i'm okay uh <laughs> Wrestling Inc, guys, go to WrestlingInc.com to get all of your news, not rumors, news. That, that's what you want, absolute truths. you go to Wrestling Inc for that. Follow them on Twitter at Wrestling Inc, uh, Facebook, uh, join them, be part of the Wrestling Inc community. Don't forget Monday night you have, uh, was it uh, Impact's own Matt Morgan, Raj Gary, and Glenn Rubenstein doing the Monday night uh, raw review. I'll pop on sometimes when one of them can't make it. Wednesday, You know, you have Raj and Glenn and then whoever fills in that third spot. Sometimes it's a guest. Uh, sometimes it's me. They do a review. Be sure to check it out and be part of that. Petey, short show today, but it was a good show.
1: Yeah, short and sweet. All right, guys.
0: We'll see you next week.